Hi, I'm Ashley McElwain, licensed marriage and family therapist, and founder and CEO of Foundation Restoration. Welcome to Foundation Restoration's Real Talk podcast, where you'll find real people discussing real issues while offering real help at the intersection of clinical expertise and a biblical perspective. We're so glad you've joined us. Hello, friends, and welcome to uh, the latest episode here of the Real Talk podcast. As always, so grateful to be together with you. Thank you so much for tuning in and for joining us. It's always such a blessing, and I know I normally chit-chat a bit at the onset of these episodes, but to be honest, today just feels a little bit different, and this episode feels a little bit uh, different And so I'm just going to kind of dive right in and and let you all know what's been on my heart. I'm sure if you're like me, you feel it. Do you feel it? The, The weight of the world with everything that's going on around us. I know for me, I'm definitely feeling it. And you know, the reality is the past several years, um, you know, we had COVID, which took a huge toll on people completely changed lives took lives um impacted the way that our world completely functioned the way our lives functioned we saw huge spikes in relational mental emotional and physical issues mental health became a major issue and arguably is still very much a major issue and the the fallout of that will continue especially amongst our youth and young people Um, we've seen that here at foundation restoration just working extra hard to continue to grow our resources to be able to impact the growing demands on marriages and families and individuals and and our children Again, we've really fought to grow our resources and programming to keep up with the demands and the impact. And, and a lot of that just came out of COVID and the, the intensity of what that experience entailed for everybody in their day-to-day living, but also just the grand scheme of the unknown and the anxiety that comes with um, what does life look like? Will this end? When will it end? You know, and, and to what degree to be afraid or fearful and again, restrictions and special occasions missed. And um, and I said, uh, if there was one word I would have associated as a marriage and family therapist working with people, and then just personally, it was there was so much grief of not just actual lives lost physically, but just life being lost in just the way that we lived and functioned and just the extra challenges that it created and the strain that it put on everybody trying to navigate that. And so years of that intensity has certainly taken a toll on people. And, you know, again, the mental health, like I said, it it just became a major issue. (laughs) Just so many negative stats spiked significantly, domestic violence, substance abuse, anxiety, depression, just uh, relational issues in general, developmental issues in kids, suicidality, all of those things. And then some just spiked significantly as people dealt with the unprecedented challenges that came with COVID. And then, you know, as we kind of have started to resume a normal life coming out of all of that and starting to feel like we're finally, you know, okay, there's some normalcy to life. um, We've been faced with a lot of other major issues and challenges worldwide. You know, obviously the most recent, which is part of what has 
precipitated me doing this particular podcast is is the current war in Israel. It's uh, has a very deeply personal attachment to me. Um, for me, um, we have friends over in Israel, and I've personally gone to Israel with my family. Um, as a believer, just um, have such a heart for Israel. And, you know, it can just feel, though, like we're drowning in disasters, in pain, and just the weight of the world. And today I want to talk about handling the heaviness of these major things that are out of our control, but obviously impacting our lives. You know, again, this wasn't really what I planned on discussing. Um, I had a lot of other things that I wanted to address, some some things that people have shared, topics that they'd like me to address, um, but I just couldn't seem to mentally and emotionally get to a place where I could discuss some of those other things because my heart is just so caught up in what's happening in Israel and just feeling such heaviness and sorrow and grief. You know, as I'm hearing, watching, processing what's happening in Israel, I just feel such an uneasiness and heartache that's just consuming me. And and truthfully, it's inhibited my ability to think clearly. Um, It's just always on my heart and mind, and it can really create a lot of anxiety for, for me personally. And I'm finding myself feeling more tense and short and overall agitated. And and I know that the reality is I'm not the only one who's feeling that. I think that there's a certain fatigue that is happening because of all that has been going on over these last several years between you, uh, COVID, there's a Ukraine-Russia situation, there's been uh, a plethora of natural disasters, you know, now we've got the Israeli war, and these are just a few things, and, and that's, again, on the world you know, in in the world, what is the word I'm looking for? <laughs> kind of at the world scale of things. But then we also have our personal stuff, right? And and so we've got tons of things going on personally. And so again, there's just so much, so much happening around us on every level. You know, it, we're just on top of that, we're inundated with tragic news, graphic reports, constant updates, and it takes a toll. When I was thinking about this immediately, I thought of the passage from Matthew 24, 6 through 13, and it says, You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of birth pains. Then you'll be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. You will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Here's the thing. The events happening in our homes, in our schools, in our cities, in our states, in our country, in our world are heavy. (laughs) We are made aware of so much more than we were ever meant to know, thanks to the news, to the internet, to social media. Battles rage large and small, and there can be such a deep sense of hopelessness and being overwhelmed by it all. I know I feel it, and that's what I was saying. I just have felt such an agitation and an uneasiness and I'm guessing that you do too that you're feeling this fatigue and this weariness of just what's been happening and this the constantness of it 
And that's why I just want to delve into this topic out of my own struggle with what's going on in Israel. And like I said, it's very deeply personal to me. We have dear friends over there. And again, as a believer, I, I fully um, have such a passion for Israel and, and believing that they are the apple of God's eye. I think about the scripture says, I'll bless those who bless them. I'll curse those who curse them. Israel's so pivotal in the story of God in the Bible and um, just in all of our biblical history. And it's a very key player in um, our biblical timeline of when Christ will return. So anyway, Israel is a very deeply personal topic for me. And so I think that that's just kind of partly what really precipitated this weariness. Um, I know maybe some of you have seen like the meme um such a christian thing uh there's a picture of a girl you know she's she's out of breath and she's like just looking out my window wondering what uh what event from revelation is going to occur today And, and there is that sense of just like oh my goodness it's constant so what do we do when there are huge things going on around us that we have no control over but that absolutely impact us and take a toll And I would say the first thing that I've just had to tell myself and remind myself is God is sovereign. God is in control. And I have to tell myself that a lot these days over and over and over. He sees, he knows, he cares, he is in control when everything is out of control. The very God who laid the foundations of this earth, who spoke everything into existence, who breathed life into dry bones, who knows the very numbers of hairs on yours and my head, he sees what's happening. It's not a surprise to him. And I think about the passages wrote in Matthew 24 or that I read in Matthew 24, 6, where it's like, don't be alarmed. See to it that you're not alarmed. It is very alarming. But God's saying, like, don't be alarmed. I'm telling you now, like these things are going to happen and they're not alarming to him. He knows he sees he's aware and he's in control. He knows firsthand the depths of darkness and evil in this world. That's why he tried to tell Adam and Eve, don't touch the fruit from the one tree that's it he knew that evil would enter in he knew death would enter into this world and and that the the perfection of paradise and the perfection of the relationship that adam and eve had with the lord would be broken and so he knows firsthand he's no stranger to suffering he knows um again the depths of darkness and evil in this world beyond what we know beyond what we are aware of or can comprehend and again he's no stranger to suffering having sent his very son as a perfect lamb who was tortured mocked spit on absolutely wrecked and hung on a cross for our sins he did nothing wrong he was perfect he had come and he'd healed he performed miracles Jesus was perfection, and yet he died on a cross. God sacrificed, allowed Jesus to sacrifice himself and his life for us as an act of unprecedented love, mercy, and grace to reconcile us to himself. He was our way maker, and God knows just how horrific evil is. Yet he tells us how the story ends. Jesus will return. There will be a new heaven and earth. Those who have put their belief and faith in Jesus will receive the promise of eternal life with him. And that's our hope. Therein lies our hope. God is in control. And he has promised those who love him, who have put their faith in him, that this isn't where the story ends. And our hope and assurance is in Jesus and in heaven. I think about Revelation 21. 
where it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the former things have passed away and the one seated on the throne said behold i make all things new then he said write this down for these words are faithful and true and he told me it is done i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end to the thirsty i will give freely from the spring of the water of life the one who overcomes will inherit all things and i will be his god and he will be my son god is in control and there's such peace and rest in knowing that especially as believers who have the promise of heaven, who have a promise of new heaven and a new earth, who have a promise of getting to dwell with God himself. We have the promise of redemption, that this isn't where the story ends. There are things that we can do while we wait. One, pray. We are told to pray. While God is in control, he invites us into his work and calls us to pray. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known, made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. 1 John 5, 14, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Colossians 4, 2, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Romans 12, 12. And there are a, a ton of other scriptures that I could give you that talk about the importance of prayer. We can communicate with God. He invites us into it. The God of all he invites us to communicate with him. And and so we need to remember we can pray over the things that are happening. And our prayer is powerful. And when we pray for those things that are going in our world right now, he hears us. And our prayers do make a difference. Again, I don't understand it all because God is sovereign. He's in control and his plan is ultimate. But he still invites us into praying and talking and doing our part to petition him with prayer and thanksgiving. We're called to pray constantly without ceasing. So let's be a prayerful people who pray for the things that are going on in our world to activate the spiritual realm of God's power. Second thing is boundaries. We can set boundaries. We have to realize we're inundated with a lot more information than we were ever intended to have, let alone have the ability to process there's always going to be an outlet screaming the latest negative report at us, which is why we have to set boundaries. Turn off the news. You don't need every update. You don't need to watch it 24-7. We need to limit our social media, which we should do anyway, because regardless of whether there's something crazy going on in the world or not, there's just a lot of negative things that can come out of social media. So we need to limit our social media consumption so we aren't being inundated with negativity. 
we need to maybe silence that group text message, right? Like if if we're getting the play-by-plays of negative things, maybe it is time just to mute that for a, for a season or for a bit. Because the reality is we cannot fill ourselves with terrifying news and not expect to feel terrified. We cannot fill ourselves with bad news and expect not to feel bad. Right? We want to make sure that while we're informed, we are not over informing ourselves to the point of gluttony on negativity and on things that we maybe just we just don't have the capacity to process, to handle, to manage. Then we need to do what we can. Sometimes it does help to actually take action, to feel that we are making a difference or that we have some sort of ability to do something to be activated in a situation to help a situation so maybe it's you know daily encouraging someone that is in the thick of it maybe it's checking in with a friend personally impacted by a situation maybe it's making a meal maybe it's serving in a shelter Um, maybe it's mailing a card maybe it's coming together to encourage one another maybe it's starting a group thread that's just a gratitude thread hey list something that you're thankful for today Um, I love my son Grayson Um, on his own. He just decided he really wanted to send um, our friends over in Israel. He he wanted to send them a package and some cards just to encourage them right now um, in the midst of this war and heartache over there. And so, you know, we went and we've been collecting things to put into a a box. It's pretty cute to see what he puts together um, to send but you know and he's wanting to send some cards to the Israeli soldiers and so again that's his little way of being able to process things and um while he doesn't know the magnitude of what's going on obviously he is aware of it and and we're praying together over it and um and so that was his little idea and so maybe it's something like that um but find find the things that you can do that maybe make you feel like you're activated and making a difference and not like just a helpless bystander who's witnessing it all go down I would say then another thing you can do is worship. Isaiah 61 3 tells us to put on a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. So we need to do just that. Turn on some good worship music. Thank God for the good things in your life and in your world. Make it a point to begin listing out things you're thankful for and the blessings and goodness around you. Find the good and praise it. Like Philippians 4 8 talks about finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So we do have to gear our minds toward worshiping God for his goodness and blessings. There is a lot of good to still be seen. And so it's really putting on that garment of praise and just worshiping God for who he is, if nothing else, and for the hope and assurance of heaven if we've, if we've placed our faith in him. And finally, I'd say like build yourself up. You know, we do have to be intentional about caring for ourselves. So maybe it is scheduling therapy sessions and going and kind of having a place to process and think and plan and just externalize some of the fears and feelings and thoughts that are going on in your life. 
maybe it's meeting with a friend that you know you can encourage one another you can pray for one another um that just build you build each other up and and maybe it's not even talking about anything heavy it's just laughing and and sharing with one another and feeling seen maybe it's doing that workout you know getting into that regular workout routine or or even just going for that walk and getting some fresh air continue to live your life um, and do the things that strengthen you and bring you some happiness and joy. I just had a conversation today um, at church with a friend, and we were saying how, you know, the, the fair is in town here in North Carolina, in Raleigh, um, in North Carolina, in in Raleigh, North Carolina. Although it is the state fair, so. Um, and I know some people are not fair people. I'm a fair person. I love fairs. I think they're so much fun. I love the games. I love the food. I love the the quirkiness and craziness of it. But, you know, a lot of people were saying, well, with all of the, the things that are happening in our world and kind of some of the concerns for safety and that you shouldn't go. And, and she and I were talking about, like, at some point, right, like you have to have wisdom and use discernment in what you do and where you go, but you can't stop living. And so, you know, do the things that um, are encouraging and fun and make the memories. And, you know, we aren't given a spirit of fear. And so we have to remember that greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. And while we live in a world that is ruled by Satan currently, right? Like this, Satan has been given given dominion over the world, but we are marked as children of God. We have the power of the Holy Spirit within us. And so we are not victims. We are victors. And so you know, we need to go out and we need to, with wisdom and discernment, we need to continue to go out and, and shine our lights and, and go out and live our lives and not live in fear of the what if, um, but rather just making the most of what God has given us and the opportunities we have and knowing that He is with us wherever we go. You know, I always, every night, I pray over Grayson at night and I always say Joshua 1 9, you know, don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be discouraged. Um, don't, we don't need to be afraid because God is with us wherever we go and he is good and he's trustworthy. So let's say this just in conclusion, we live in a very uncertain and exhausting time there is a lot of weight in the world around us and it takes a toll. It's taking a toll on me and I'm sure it's taking a toll on you and it can leave us weary, fearful, and anxious. And while we should be brokenhearted over evil and brokenness in our world, we should also remember that all of creation groans. Romans 8, 22 through 24 says, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? Right? We're hoping for heaven. Our, our very being groans in anticipation of a new world and a new heaven. There is so much heaviness and weight of the evil and darkness of the world we live in, but there's still much to rejoice over. Perhaps it's the birds singing their songs, 
joyfully. (laughs) The kindness of a stranger, the laughter of a child, the blueness of the sky, the warmth of the sunshine, the ability to breathe, to look, to listen, to feel, to taste, to smell. Maybe it's just the feeling of a hug or just being able to love and be loved. Sometimes we just have to break things down to more fundamental level to enjoy the true treasures of life while we await salvation if we are believers. If you aren't a believer, I would invite you to invite the Lord into your heart to accept the gift of forgiveness and salvation offered by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection three days later. Rest in his love, grow in your relationship with him by finding a Bible-believing church, by reading your Bible, by praying to him, by getting connected with a community of believers who can help you grow and keep you accountable. Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary and doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. As believers, we have to continually put our hope and faith in Jesus because he who promised is faithful. Light always shines brightest in the darkness. So let's shine our light for the Lord and share where our hope comes from, even in utter darkness. Jesus is the light of the world and we have that light within us. Psalm 121 too, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Friends, let's shine our lights for the Lord. Please join me in praying for Israel. Um, We're called in God's word to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And again, we're, we're told He'll bless those who bless them. He'll curse those who curse them. So let's pray for Israel. Let's pray for just the hope of heaven. Let's pray for lives and souls to be saved. And let's today, as we maybe feel the weight of the world on our shoulders and in our spirit, let us rest in knowing that we have a God, a living God who loves us deeply and who cares about us, who's in control and we have access to him. We have access to him. Again, let's remember that our help comes from the Lord, the maker, the very maker of heaven and earth. Well, friends, this concludes this episode of the Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so glad you did. Remember, you were handcrafted by God, are dearly loved, and greatly needed in this world. We look forward to seeing you back here next time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Real Talk. To stay connected, follow Foundation Restoration on Instagram and Facebook at FND Restoration. Or visit us at www.foundationrestoration.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to follow or subscribe and to leave us a five-star review so more people can find our show. Foundation Restoration is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry that believes marriage is the heartbeat of society and exists to equip, strengthen, and restore marriages through clinical expertise and a biblical perspective. Please consider supporting our ministry with a tax-deductible donation at www foundationrestoration.org 
Your gift makes programs like this possible. Thank you for your generosity and partnership.